Welcome, welcome, buzzers. Come closer to the computer screen, because we are about to have a great conversation, all things Batwoman. It's season one, episode four. You be the judge, you be the jury, because Alice is going to start doing a little bit of sewing, and then Mary's going to put a few people in place. So let's talk about it. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey! I feel like it's a great opening. I should have like a bat dance or something. <laughs> I don't know, since we got some really good music going on, but welcome. Hey, hi. We have a fantastic show for you guys, but of course, get to know us first as we get to know you. I'm your host, Ali Kona Bradford, joined by two very fabulous ladies. Say hello. Hello, I am a co-host, Jolene Lunzer. And I'm Katie Kawamoto. All right, and you, my friends, are, of course, co-hosting the show with us, so join us in the live chat if you can. Use hashtag ABTVBatwoman and everything social media so we can continue the conversation. And, of course, if you can't watch it live, A-okay. You can leave comments below and we'll talk about it there. But in the meantime, we're going to start off and talk about our overall thoughts of this episode. Yes. Friends, did we like it? Uh, I... Yeah, I'm 50-50. I would say a little slow. Okay. I thought it was a little slow um, because we had so much character development in the last episode with mm-hmm. Alice that I did like the whole executioner thing. Definitely like that. But it was a little slow for me. I'll be okay. honest. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am kind of with Jolene on this one. I, I felt like the first part had a few pacing issues where it was just a little bit slow mm-hmm. uh, and not a lot happened. Mm-hmm. And then after, I'd say like the last third. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, now we got into like the bulk yeah. of mm-hmm. what's happening for this episode, the build up. Mm-hmm. So... I wasn't mad at it. I feel like the Alice stuff was so far apart in this episode. You got a little bit of her in the beginning and then a little story in the back that I almost forgot about her and was like, why? why? Yeah. What's happening? But outside of that, um, so I host Arrow and we always start this show with hashtag who I love to hate, which we don't do here. But if I got the opportunity to hashtag who I love to hate, there were so many people I hated in this episode. <laughs> and I mean that. In the most flattering way possible, because I feel like when you really hate a character, that just means that the actor is doing such a fantastic job at their work that you can't do anything but love to hate them, you know? Uh, So anyways, that being said, (laughs) hashtag who I love to hate everybody. But we're going to start with the executioner first. Oh, but before we do that, really quick, shout outs. Who's in the chat room? Let's say hello. Welcome some we co-hosts. Brandon, Ivan, Ashton Knight. So some of our regulars and some new new Cam. names in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi, welcome. Welcome to so the So welcome people. to our new viewers. Thanks for joining in tonight. It's yes. like we have the male counterparts to our female co-host panel. That's kind of <laughs> nice. So hey. <laughs> okay, so we'll talk about the executioner a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I'm going to actually look up some of you guys are like major DC fans and I love it. I don't have as much history so for those of you who are in my boat who love the TV show but may not be as familiar with some of the characters let's catch you up. So the Executioner is actually a Batman villain and he appeared only once but he was a carnival worker named Willie Hooker that could help I know. (laughs) Such a carnival name. I know right? But get this so fluffed up. He would help criminals escape jail and then use the guise of the executioner to kill them and claim the reward. <laughs> what a butthole! <laughs> anyway, the, the executioner on this show is still a butthole, too, but not by fault. Yeah. A little bit of an accident. Do we feel bad for him? Are his actions justified? I think just like any 
any villain or good villain, that's what makes them bad is that you they can justify what they're doing Mm -hmm. and in some way you're like i understand when uh luke he he doesn't have a point that's what he said and it's true he's not wrong it's just the means that he goes about to do that is what's wrong how he executes it pun intended yes (laughs) i i mean i've oh good one (laughs) Um, I feel for the execution. I like. I kind of like the executioner. I yeah. don't know. I'm like. I don't love to hate. I like. Yeah. I mean. Well, look. I appreciate that he did the confession. I yep. appreciate the fact that he owned up to the fact that he did these things. And of course, the guilt is eating him alive. Mm-hmm. And I think the only way he knows how to cope with that guilt is to do what he thinks is right. His wrong. Like vigilante justice. For yes. Him. Yeah. I like that. But what I also thought was really interesting, and this is what I love about some of these DC shows, is that they'll take things that are going on in the world today yes. and they'll implement them into the show. And I thought it was pretty risque, but cool, that they incorporate the fact that... Sorry, dudes. Sorry, white dudes. <laughs> sorry, older white dudes. Sorry, dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, the fact that these older, wealthy white men were really corrupt. They were doing things that they shouldn't have been doing. And then they were framing poor individuals that they, quote, unquote, were black or brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and pinning it on them, planting yeah. evidence and lying and stuff like that. And Well, yeah, it's like directly pulled out of the news because there have been judges that have been called out more recently who they've had to go back and prosecutors or, or, yeah, prosecutors who they've had to go back and look at their cases Mm -hmm. throughout the years and say, oh, you were being scandalous and setting people up. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely questions our judicial system, which I think is always a good thing. Right. And it's just art imitating life. So I liked it. And it wasn't just the color. It was... Poor people of as course, well. They're talking course. about poor as yeah. well. So yeah. Just someone that's basically everyone that's different. Mm-hmm. Someone at a disadvantage, yes. basically. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if anybody in the chat has an opinion about that, if they're talking about it at all or... Mm-hmm. They're talking about the, how they are not really surprised that the profiling came up because it was bound to happen. So right. that was kind of what their thoughts are on it. They're all talking about, yeah, that's exactly what was happening. Yeah. So... Well, our chat is smart. They start early yes. and they keep it going. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they originally thought it was Chris the Fist, who was a boxer, and mm-hmm. they, they um, thought he was the actual executioner yeah. himself, which is a little bit ironic because mm-hmm. that's <laughs> the fist. Right. Anyhow, um, but the real executioner, I want to talk about the fact that he hit Kate. <laughs> I'm a little out of order, but it was like comical and not comical when she was in the warehouse mm-hmm. and out of nowhere he came and. He hit her. And he didn't even check to see if she was dead or alive. He just left her. But he's supposed to be, like, the good guy in yeah. his mind. He's, like, the good guy. But but he did know he was going to hit her. If we want to give him the benefit of the doubt, he just ran the truck in to break in. He was like, ah, oh, crap, I hit Batwoman, but I don't want to kill her because she's not on my list. So you can't, like, check for a pulse? Well, he's busy, you know? He's got to get the... Call 911 or something. Well, then he's going to... Then he'll have the police on his tail, you know? Yeah. He knows she's Batwoman. She can withstand a Chevy F-150. Oh, is she's that Batwoman. what that is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like the fact that the guy that was working security was, like, trying to holler at her. And also, oh my gosh, so this speaks so true, I think, how they're pulling things, you know, from society. And I don't know this, but just as being a stand-up comedian outside of this show, how many men you tell that to it's like telling a man you're a superhero and telling a man you're a comedian they 
they always say, some men, not all men, say, I'll think about getting into that. I'll think about doing that. And that's what this guy says. Yeah. She's a superhero. And he was like, yeah, I was thinking about doing that. Like, were you? Were you? Do you have any <laughs> skills? Did someone make a suit for you or related to a superhero? Right. Like, <laughs> All I kept thinking is, boo. You're barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. She's not interested. And, yeah, his character, I thought, I for me, I was just like, well, he was just ugh. random. Okay. But it was like the stereotype of a young dude trying to, like, get yeah. out of girl. And, like, a superhero. Come on, man. And trying to take her picture. Dude, you're the security guard. She's a superhero. And you want, you think you're going to take her out and then say, I've been thinking about getting in the superhero biz. Totally. <laughs> and that's good. She's going to go, wow. Right? I it's just typical. So I wasn't expecting her to just hit by a car and go down though. Right, she had the bat suit on. But yeah. how cool was it that the bat suit could get the impression of the license yeah. plate off to the side of her? That's pretty cool. That was that mm-hmm. was definitely cool. And that's finally like some of the bat tech that we know exists mm-hmm. in, in Batman's world. So mm-hmm. I like that we're learning more about the technology and he's even saying like I got into MIT but I didn't go. So right. he's saying he's learning mm-hmm. stuff too, basically. Yeah. But yeah, no, that was cool. Well, another thing that the executioner did that I didn't like it, but I like the situation it created is when he had, I'm going to say the shootout, but it wasn't a shootout. It was, uh, there was another term for it. Forgive me. I did go to college. <laughs> you went to MIT. She just didn't graduate. Yeah. That's okay. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like a firing squad. That's what it is. He was trying to imitate yeah. a firing squad. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a little crafty. But the fact that Sophie got in the line of fire, mm-hmm. she is my hashtag who I love to hate. Oh. I'm just going to like start throwing hashtag who I love to hate into this show, too. Dude, because Sophie's just, the uh, worst. She's such a buzzkill. She's kill. still not getting better. She ruins everything. Dude, I mean, I liked her. She was my badass beast in episode one, but I'm like, what is wrong with you? Seriously, just she's because... She's such a buzzkill. Well, she knows it's Kate, first of all. Leave it alone. But the fact that you sat there and you were going to, like, she was going to go tell her dad. Do you know what I mean? Like, it took Mary putting her in her place. And I love the fact that Mary was like. Mary called her out. Yeah. And without even knowing. ruin someone else's life. But without even knowing. Just being like, well, you know, you're just going to put her on the list of people like you did to Mm -hmm. Kate and you did this to Kate. And then you have the audacity to act like you guys weren't even a thing. Yeah. I feel like we're giving at this point in the show too much time to Sophie. What, I don't know, I'd be interested to see what you two think. What's the purpose of Sophie at this point other than a love interest for Kate? And, like, what is her purpose? Why can't she go away on a honeymoon for a little bit or something? <laughs> why, why is she here? But I think that's what it is. I think it is part of her character, excuse me, character development. Mm-hmm. Is she has to go through this phase of, I mean, I don't know why she's so anti-Kate. Yeah. I think that's her own self you need to love yourself, and then you're just, like, <laughs> pushing it off onto somebody else. But I think that she needs to go through this development, because if she is eventually going to be the love interest, she has to break down some of her own personal oh. barriers and learn to love herself and accept herself for who she yeah. is and be proud of that. Well, plus, she'd be such a bummer to date, because everything they do, she'd be like, I don't think we should do that. You know what I mean? Like, every little fun they'd have, it would be Sophie going... Oh, like if they got in free, if one got in free to a movie or something, she's like, we should go tell them. And you're like, uh-uh. no, Sophie. That's just how life is. Sometimes you get good things, sometimes you don't. Right. You know? I, I can't stand Sophie. I don't see the point. I really, I really don't. Like, I'm watching, and I don't. I know that's a strong statement, yeah. and everyone probably thinks I'm crazy, but I just think we need a break from Sophie for a little bit. She needs to go find herself and then come back, because it's just too much. Don't do that, you guys. You know? 
I'm gonna tell. Yeah. I don't know that. He's yeah, watching. I'm like, I don't. Katie, what about you? I mean, I don't like that she is gonna go tell her dad. Like, are you five telling on your sister? That it just kind of feels like a little girl thing to do. I guess. Well, on top of the fact that. Because Batwoman is Kate, you know it's Kate, yeah. you know you screwed her over in the past, yeah. and you still want to go and screw her over again? And, yeah. You think you're protecting her. Clearly she's doing okay. She's right. stopping some crime, she's do- She's got a new wig, you know what I mean? She's got the voice <laughs> change. Like, she's doing good, so. She's got a new wig. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a bald lip, like, she's killing it. I don't get, Selfie's just a buzzkill. She's, uh, mm-mm. No. But Mary put her in her place. Mary was awesome this episode again. Yeah. She was the comedic yes. relief. And I never expected to like her as much as I do. Yeah, right. No. But I guess that's also too because in episode one she does we see the picture that she paints for the public, which mm-hmm. is I'm a party girl, I'm a yeah. little bit of a ditz, I'm this, that, and the third. And it's such a great cover, A. B, I think it takes one hell of an ego to be able to do that. Yes. To let the world perceive you as something when Show. you are so yeah intelligent and mm-hmm. you are you're trying to give back to your community mm-hmm. like that's yeah and she even said most nights like she explained it perfectly mm-hmm. in this episode my followers think i'm at a club and i'm getting bottle service but i'm here in this dank basement saving people's <laughs> lives you yeah, know so yeah. mary kills it i love her yeah um i feel like i heard an airplane sorry guys i'm like <laughs> i hear it too <laughs> it's the bat machine the bat <laughs> sorry guys Um, Either way, um, I'm curious as to where Sophie's mind is at, that she thinks it's okay, and the fact that she said to Mary, you have no idea what the situation is or what happened. Cool. There are two sides to every story. But at the same time, Mary's like, yeah, but I saw her. I saw how hurt she was, and that's Mm -hmm. your fault. You can't, nothing is going to justify the fact that. Sophie's side? We don't even know. That's the thing. We don't really get it. Like, Kate asked her to leave with her. She wouldn't. She moved mm-hmm. on with her life. She wanted to stay at the academy. She wanted to go on the straight and narrow, right. I guess. Right. <laughs> and found a husband. I think she's, like, more married and committed to her career than anything else. Mm-hmm. And maybe because she's afraid to be vulnerable in any other area of her life. So it's just safe to make that her number one priority. Yeah. Because where's her boo? I don't know. I was hoping it was him in the beginning who got shot because that would make it more interesting. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. <laughs> really? That would make it like more interesting, like make, make the stakes higher in the beginning when they were there and they had, okay. No? You guys just think I'm like a sociopath. So, um, so. <laughs> I'm just going to sit over here. Uh, no, but whatever. Say la vie. That's, that's, that's what it is. I'm curious what you guys think of Sophie. So again, they, leave comments they below. They hate Sophie. Oh, okay. See, I'm not alone. I'm not a sociopath. No, like, there's not a lot Sophie's of Sophie not fans. good. And it would have been interesting had her dude been shocked. So then like, what's he going to do? He'll be out of it. Maybe it would have pulled Sophie out for a little bit so we can get more character building from Kate, her dad, even the step, even the stepmom, you know, Catherine, yeah. Mary, like other people rather than the buzzkill. Yeah. They like, they hate Sophie and they like Mary. So they're yep. kind of in agreement with us, I think. Awesome. Mm-hmm. High five through the screen. Yay. Tap, tap, tap the screen right now. Okay. Well, while you're tapping the screen, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our channel. Of course, find us on iTunes, leave comments, leave us lots of stars because we love those too because all because of you were able to do this and provide you with what Matt Marr likes to say is a buffet of different television shows. We cover so many different genres and you are guaranteed to find something that you love 
hopefully this show is one of those things because you are helping us become the ESPN of talk and we love it. <laughs> Ding! Okay. Well, there's two people in the chat that are fine with Sophie, but yes. overall, 98% of people yeah. in the chat. Who, who are two? Not that I'm trying to call you out or anything, but you know. Oh, well, we definitely have uh, JJ. Hi. JJ. Hey, like Sophie. Okay. And then we Miss have Werner. Is that what it says? Yeah. Miss Doesn't Warner. hate Sophie. Yeah. So, Sophie, there's love for Sophie. <laughs> yeah. I hate her in this moment, but I think she's potential. Okay. That. Potential. Got yes. it. Yes. Cool. I, I think the thing with her particular character is that it seems like the rest of the characters are advancing at a faster pace than she yes. is. Yes. So I think that's the problem, is she's stagnant and the same so far, and we're not seeing more coming out in her. Everybody else right. is like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, there is a lot of progress on yeah. everyone's. And development, where she's just very, yeah, she's very stagnant. She's very, her character seems very stifled yeah. by this, like, must do right thing. But what is right. the right thing? That's kind of subjective in this world. Right. Yeah, you know, so. Well, let's swish our cape and put put our, wait, how do you get into the other person's shoe? But I'm trying to use a cape. Don't worry just about it. Just cover with the cape. Yeah, let's just start over. Start over. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say. But let's try to think of it also, too, from Kate's perspective. Yes. Because we haven't really discussed, and the show hasn't discussed how much she's taking on, because not only are you trying to save the city, learn how to be a superhero, yeah. but you've got your ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. who knows who you are, who's threatening to tell people, and then you've got your dad who hates you. Has no idea who she is, Avi. But yeah, hates Batwoman, and that's you. And then in this episode, she has to save him while he's like, no. <laughs> or how about the fact that, dude, he's going to kick himself later on mm-hmm. because he's throwing blows at his own daughter. I know. Like, I thought it was n- not hilarious, haha. It was hilarious. But slightly (laughs) hilarious that they got into a fist fight. It was hilarious. Father-daughter fighting is hilarious, especially in superhero world when they don't know. Like, that's funny. Especially when the daughter's a superhero. So, I mean, it's not like, yeah. I I thought it was interesting (laughs) to see those two. Yeah. And I hashtag love to hate him, too. Yeah, well, because he's another character that chooses to just go, well, I'm not going to look into that. Well, it's the same re- way you didn't look into your daughter's bones, you know? So in a couple right. of years, we're going to have to clean up your mess because you're right. like, I'm not. You're so close-minded. Right. So it's well, least, frustrating. At least he's consistent. He is consistent. He is. <laughs> um, do we agree with his reasoning? No. For not for not liking Batwoman? Yeah. No. I, I think it's the easy way... To try to hide behind something that you feel guilty for is to yes. push yeah. the blame on someone else. Like he's you said, I, I thought that yeah. line was very good. Uh, it, it's just <laughs> I can't I can't think of the other words I'm thinking of saying. So maybe they'll come to me in the next few minutes. But you thought his line was very good when he was like, "If I don't blame the bat, you know, yeah. sign, bat suit. the bat suit, then I have to blame, blame myself." myself. I, I liked the line. I did not like the delivery of it. Yeah. Okay. Because I felt like it felt a little fake when he said it, just the way he delivered it. Well, he right. was under the influence yeah. of some serious toxins that yeah. were filling his yeah. ox- the, his air holes. It takes a lot for him <laughs> to say something. Those yeah. things, the air yeah. holes. Yeah. I like to keep it really technical. Yeah. Air holes. I can, yeah. I can respect the fact that he's trying to be open and honest with her and say something about how he really feels. Because you don't normally see someone in, in, like him in a situation mm-hmm. where he would be honest and say something that vulnerable 
So I feel like that's something you're not expecting someone like him to do. Was it because he was kind of drugged that's up? That's what I was just going like to say. It was like he just did a whip it and said something really profound right. and then we'll forget a minute yeah. later or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, I, don't know. I thought the same thing too. <laughs> yeah. um, I felt like it was a little immature. Mm-hmm. Like I expect that from maybe a different character, but because yeah. he's not only a father, but he's also the lead of this huge ops thing. Mm-hmm. I just expect him to be in a different place mentally so it just shows he just hasn't graduated much since he lost his daughter like it no. made him stagnant in his own right mentally yeah. and so it's something that is a block for him that I'm sure probably affects him even professionally in other areas as well too. yeah and it's surprising that he could get that far in his career and have such a 15 year block like that you would right. think he would be recommended to some therapy or some right. kind of self-awareness class right. you know to do his job better too because i think that would help him where he wouldn't just go oh, i don't like that and i'm not right. gonna investigate it. it's like right. bro clearly like you don't have a good track record of- right <laughs> right I just had an epiphany. Yes. And it's probably not even that profound because you at home are probably thinking the same thing too. But his judgment is really bad. Yeah, it's super bad. And this is fluid in all of his life because look at who he's married to. Mm-hmm. Like, even when Catherine was huh? explaining to him, he's like, but they tested the bone. She's like, Hamilton tested the Like, come <laughs> on, dude, for real. Well, just seeing her. I keep that... calling him do- dude oh, and bro, but Mr. Kane. He deserves it together. He, he deserves to be a bro. Okay. <laughs> but when we saw Catherine with the weapon that mm-hmm. she knows specifically is going to penetrate the yes. bat suit, and I'm like, you're an asshole, first of all. Second of all, where's your husband? Do you not text? Do you not mm-hmm. keep in touch? She's trying you have to your own separate life. Save her family by any means necessary, but she's not going about it the right way. She's like, if I kill Batwoman, possibly. I think she thinks that'll help her family a little bit more. Yeah, being a murderer makes everything better, guys. Well, so far it worked for her until she had to, you know, Less out herself. Lying. But, yeah. The shame. Or lying about murder. I guess she's not a murderer, but she lied about... Doesn't but, matter. She's finding a very bones. expensive gun <laughs> that can kill not only people, but penetrate the bat suit. You don't fund something like that unless you yeah. have some sort of alter yeah, yeah. motive. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's obviously since day one been set up as a villain within their little Wouldn't it be crazy, circle. though, if she's the actual big bad? Like, forget Alice. Like, she's really the deep-rooted if person in If you think this. about it, she's probably done the worst to that family and Kate and her dad than any other villain has. So yeah. So she's, she's my big bad. She's Catherine is, woof. Don't mess with Catherine. <laughs> I don't know, but I do want to talk about Alice. Oh, we love Alice. Y'all, I like this show. <laughs> I really do. But I'm going to have to call them out on their special effects just a little bit. Because when we started the show and she's doing the whole, like, let me sew a face on you. I was like, okay, let's just <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire this up a little bit, she right? She glued it, right? She, she glued it. Uh-huh. And it looked very blatantly prosthetic and not even like, you guys... Prosthetics have advanced since Mrs. Dalfire, and even that was pretty good, right? And so she's got this like pancake rubber thing that she's flapping around and sewing, and she's like, "Oh my precious!" Ah." And then she puts it on his face, and then we're supposed to believe. Also, he turns around. Sorry, I forget the mic is here. He turns around, and he's like, "Well, she even left the wig out. So real. She left the little hairnet that you put over the hair Uh with the wig out, and then when we saw it, all of a sudden it was like the guy. I was like. "Mm." We need to invest in some special. 
Yeah. Anyways, thoughts, people, love, love, hate. In, in that situation or just Alice in general? Are we talking about Alice in general? Situation and then you can talk about Alice, but specifically. It was creepy, but yeah, it was a little, like, ta-da! Like, all of a sudden there's this, how, right. what? I feel like there should be some at least something. No, like, you could have taken the real guy whose face it really is, yeah. and you could have added some prosthetic just around that actor's face, so that way we get the impression. But I was mm-hmm. like, okay. I'm, I'm, it worked for her little Alice world. Yeah. It really did. It was, yeah. if, if anyone could do that and make it work, it's Alice. She could. It's Alice. Yeah. But in the chat, there's an interesting point that they feel like maybe Joker did the worst to the family uh, because he was the one who ran them off the bridge. So, yeah. my bad. Joker, Catherine for the bads who right. did the worst to the Kane family. Right. I like learning from the, everyone in yeah. the chat so smart. Yeah. Okay. Well, now we can cover Alice mm-hmm. as whole in general and Mouse. Mm-hmm. Mouse is creepy. Yeah. yeah. I don't, okay, that's like another deep psychology that would be interesting to delve into. But he's a funny character to me in that obviously he has this love for her and he was somewhere far away. I don't know what he did to get himself put away. Mm-hmm. Be loony. I don't know. And I be awesome. Right? And I get that having a facial deformity can do some stuff to a kid. Yeah. But to the point where he's like straight up like cuckoo. Yeah. Well, his dad, I mean. Oh, never mind. Okay. But that's that's why he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, his right, dad. I right. mean no. I think he could have smart too. A normal life. It's not like he's really I don't know. He's not just, that funny looking. No, I I don't see any, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I expected like just far worse or something. Kind of like, do you remember in the Goonies? Mm-hmm. The guy in the Goonies yeah. or something? Maybe a little hey bit. You guys. Yeah, hey, you guys. <laughs> baby Ruth. I expected more Baby Ruth. Yeah. And there wasn't any Baby Ruth. And, 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 just... and if you can sew any face on your face, yeah. I mean, why not find like Justin Timberlake or Jesse <laughs> Williams and like, you know, make a face that looks like that and you're good for the rest of your life. You're mm-hmm. golden. No one will know. Yeah. Unless it rots and falls off and you're screwed. <laughs> That's an issue. <laughs> However, when he pretended to be Kate... That was messed up. I... That escalated, like, suddenly you saw this progress in his character where you're like... He's dangerous. He, he's he got his own thing he's gonna do if it comes down to it. Oh, absolutely. Obviously. Which is, you know, how any good villain, at the end of it, it's their endgame is what's most important. But that was creepy. I had no idea until he walked in and I was like... Oh, wow. That's a neat trick. That's terrifyingly creepy that he can mimic people. Yeah. I mean, he did that as a kid. That's Mm -hmm. how he tricked them in the past. But at the same time, it's just weird because how did he put the pieces together to know that that was Kate? I'm sure there was something that happened off screen that we don't know about. But because it happened off screen and we don't know about Mm -hmm. it, he was this character that came in. He was impersonating Dane. Dane was his name. Dean. Excuse me. Dean. And then out of the blue, he was already suspecting, um, what's her bucket? Beth. Alice. (laughs) What's her bucket? Yeah. (laughs) He was expect. you know, why are you siding with her? Like, there was already a little bit of jealousy, but how Mm -hmm. he made the connection out of nowhere that it was Batwoman... It's such interesting sibling jealousy, too, because we have, you know, the Mary and the Alice, and now you have Mouse with Alice, Mm -hmm. and it's just like the fight over who's going to be the last two siblings standing, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. I'm curious what this tea party is. Mm -hmm. When she said, you know, we're going to bring Kate to the tea party, Mm -hmm. 
And I like that she said that we're still two connected people. Like, she owns that part. So there's a piece of her that obviously has some love, I think, Mm -hmm. still in her own twacked way. But I'm like, okay, so you're stealing the gun because if she doesn't want to join the party, we're going to make her join the party. Or she's stealing the gun to protect her sister because she knows in Mouse's hands well, it will be in that case, dangerous. She also formulated the plot to get the gun in the first place. So she could have control over it because it's her sister and she knows if Catherine Hamilton has control of it, they'll use it against Catwoman. If Mouse has it, he'll use it against Catwoman. She knows Catwoman's her sister. I just don't believe Alice would use it. I think she's the best person to have, have the it. gun rather than just Kate destroying it. You know? Yeah. I don't well, know. What do you guys think? I think a, trading a panda for a gun is a pretty interesting trade. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, this just shows, like, just how, like, naive and, and young he still is. Yeah, Mouse in his brain. Like... And just how he just wants that love and that connection that his dad tried to get him in the creepiest way possible. We're yeah. also starting to see the dysfunctional relationships that, that are in the Batman universe. Like, right. there's many villains who have a creepy counterpart that's they're quote-unquote have some sort of love for Mm -hmm. right so we're it's kind of true to the batman canon i feel like in the sense of that right they're gonna be like this bonnie and clyde thing where you don't really know what's gonna happen and they're both a ticking time bomb right so right just who's gonna be the ticking time bomb first right probably mouse but yeah agreed (laughs) agreed yeah um i want to wrap this section really quick with dad and kate yeah um because we have this whole thing about blaming about Beth. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the story, uh, Kate realizes, oh, I'm over here being so mad at my dad and blaming dad, blaming dad, and then having that fist fight with him in disguise <laughs> and realizing that I need to also blame myself too, which you really don't. I mean, twin tuition, but no one can blame this little girl for not knowing her sister's on the other side. Yeah. yeah. She but, needs to get over that. Yes. In the spirit of blaming. <laughs> I love Katie. Get over it. <laughs> in, the, in, in the spirit of self-blaming, I'm just glad that she acknowledged like her dad's faults and it's okay. I need to forgive him. And I thought it like aesthetically, it was a really great moment to have her hugging her dad. Mm-hmm. We saw the tears, we saw the crying. And then here comes Fooking, what's her face? Oh, Sophie the Buzz. Ready to tell. Uh. And I'm glad that she but I'm glad she caught that moment because it wasn't just the hug, it was the fact that Kate was crying. And hopefully that was a mental reminder that oh, I, I I've caused tears and pain like that to you before let me stop mm-hmm. before i make it worse i'm just gonna go home hopefully but that's not a sophie move sophie she'll have her time to tell i think she's gonna if she's gonna be big about it and be a woman about it don't go running off and telling the dad confront kate and if you really think it's a good idea for her dad to know then tell kate that she should tell her dad I don't think Kate will, exactly. but at least give Kate the opportunity yeah. to She's do it on her own. She's a grown woman, and right. they're saying that she she shouldn't trust herself. You know right. that, or that's what Sophie would be saying is right. like, you have to go run to daddy. You have yeah. to tell the guy. It's like right. no, she's doing fine. Right. We established that. Let her do her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we have a special segment, but before we get into our special segment, I just want to remind our co-hosts who are listening to us live that is your opportunity to start conjuring up in your mind what your predictions are going to be for next episode because we're going to look into the chat and figure out what those are. Hashtag predictions. But in the meantime, let's do our special segment. Go ahead. 
Uh, so uh, our special segment is, of course, I list, I, I talk about a real life badass beast, and then we talk about the show for the show. Yes. So this, uh, because it is Veterans Day this weekend, uh, this week our special. Uh, our hero, I guess, would be a Navy veteran named Mark Gutierrez, who has been on the road since mid-May, beginning at Washington, D.C., and making his way to San Diego via bicycle. Wow. He is biking 6,000 miles, oh. all to raise awareness for PTSD. Uh, he con- he connected with Project Hero, which is a nonprofit supporting vets with PTSD through cycling, and he's trying to get to San Diego by Thanksgiving. And he's oh. doing this all to raise awareness and funds for Project Hero. So there, if, you're, if you're watching live, there's a picture of him on the screen. So yeah, 6,000 miles cool. from Washington, D.C. to San Diego, <laughs> and that's pretty badass. And, mm-hmm. yes. and all for a good cause, too, which is also, it's, it's awesome to see someone do something very extraordinary, but also for a good cause as well so in honor of that also our veterans in general there are so my my badass beast for the week but um on um, real life that's real life what about show what, what was your uh, badass beast really quick though before you do that yeah. repeat his name one more time if oh, any of sorry. anybody wants to yeah. follow him on instagram or social media to see where he's at in his journey mark guterres mark guterres <laughs> Is that his social handle? Do we know? I don't know. I did not find that. But the news story was on CBS Oregon. So maybe okay. if you go there, you can look it up. Awesome. Cool. So, good yeah. one. That's a really cool. good one. Yeah. All right. Well, show hashtag badass beast. I'm going to keep it brief, but mine's Mary all the way. You know why. I'm going to explain. Which... Well, I was going to go with Mary. Um, show. I mean, we could both have a Mary, yeah, right? Go for it. Okay. Mary. Okay. Sorry. My badass beast for this show. I don't want to say Mary because that's what everybody's saying. I still love Alice. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like Alice and Mary in general. I can't want to say Mouse. I want to say them both kidding. because no. <laughs> they both have like different moments where they're a badass and it's flip flopping between the two of them. So, but Mary telling off, yes, Sophie, that so was good. pretty badass. Yeah. So Mary, I guess, is our. Uh, whole answer. Yes. <laughs> We're awesome. so original. I know, right? <laughs> cool. Well, uh, let's get into some news and gossip. After Buzz TV news. So juicy and it's All also right. fun. You guys, we have a story here from the Daily Mail and it's Jessica and I am going to just ruin Tear this it up. last let's go. name with my <laughs> thick Midwestern tongue. Uh, a Rigliasso. Do you think I did it right? Okay. Breaks down as she reveals her isolating romance with Ruby Rose and estrangement from sister Lisa on the Veronica's uh, MTV show. Okay. So Ruby Rose and Jessica had a tumultuous relationship, uh, was laid bare during the season premiere of the Veronica's Blood is for Life on MTV Sunday night. During a harrowing interview, Jess 34 choked back tears as she described how her isolating romance almost destroyed her lifelong bond with twin sister Lisa. This is insane. Uh, Lisa and I didn't talk for a year. I was in a relationship that wasn't good for me. I became isolated. I had nobody anymore. I had only my relationship, she said. Uh, I didn't have my mom or dad. When it became too much for me, I walked away, she added. Lisa also spoke about her feelings during the twins' 18-month estrangement, saying, I realized I'd become the enemy in the situation, and I was ultimately... Uh, my presence and my love was making it harder for us. The episode featured never-before-seen footage of Jessica breaking down in tears about this, and it's the first time I'm having to talk to anybody since my breakup, and her breakup being with Ruby Rose, Kate Kane, Batwoman. 
Uh, and yeah, so it's the first time talking about it. And she is, uh, she was just nervous. Even saying Ruby's name might set me off. I don't know what I'm going to say and how I'm going to feel. Just saying her, how bad was That's, this? Yeah. During the radio interview, the twins only hinted that Ruby was behind their feud. We just had to work out a few things that were happening in my life. Personally, Jess explained on air. Jess and Ruby briefly dated in 2008 before rekindling their romance on the set of the Veronica's music video for On Your Side in 2016. They split once again in April 2018. So messy, messy, messy. All I'll say is there's two sides to every story. That's Mm -hmm. not to say that Ruby had her her hand in it, but I'm sure the other girl did too. I don't know how cool it is of her to share all that on TV when the other person is not there to share their other side of the story, especially when Mm -hmm. that other person is a public figure. But I get it. It's a reality show at the same time. Yeah, yeah. that's what they want, you know, and she's <sighs> she's sharing. Whew. I just wonder what Ruby's thinking when she's at home watching this. That's just rough. That's like I said, On the it's same rude night. Rude because you can't you can't even rebuttal live. You know? <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure she'll have her, her show post Do you think? I mean, I just I don't think she will. I think she'll I think now that she's on this the CW series and stuff, she'll I mean, she'll, she'll, rise she'll above. hopefully be smart about it, but mm-hmm. she does share a lot. So we'll see. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. interesting. All right, guys, let's get into predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Co-hosts, you had one job. Did you Someone fulfill it? Someone said uh, Elizabeth said her prediction is Kate will somehow convince Sophie that she isn't Batwoman, and then also that uh, oh. Ivan thinks that Beth will join against Kate. Will join Kate against Mouse. Yes, I think that too. That sounds good. Wait, hold on. Reread that one? Ivan thinks that Beth will join Kate Beth. against Mouse. Ah, okay. I don't know why I heard that Ivan is going to join Kate. And I was like, <laughs> well, if you've been following the chat, it's the Ivan show now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Chat, so it's, oh, okay. Welcome. it's okay. Welcome. It's okay. It, it, it follows trend. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they joined forces against Mouse. I am going to predict, this is like a wild prediction, but since they do catch Batwoman, which we didn't talk about, but the fact that her dad, Jacob, was trying to pull the mask, first of all, rude. You don't do that to a superhero. I don't care if you hate them, you don't pull off their mask. But I think that Kate's going to get injured to the point where she does need medical help. She's either going to end up in Mary's situation. And uh, when I say situation, I mean her facility. Mm -hmm. Because maybe Sophie or somebody else will take her there. Because Sophie will actually have a heart and try to keep her anonymous. But through that, Mary will find out who she is. Yeah. That's my prediction. Mary should know all along. She she would be the most supportive. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. That was a great show. I had a good time talking to all of you guys. Thank you for sharing your predictions. And of course, stay tuned and keep in touch with us on social media. I'm going to turn to the front because I just like when you get to see all of us at the same time we say goodbye. But find me on Instagram. I'm at yours truly, Alikona, A-L-I-K-O-N-A. And there's a little in, uh, <laughs> in between each word, there's an underscore. Okay. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jolene Lunzer. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at KT underscore Christine and also on the Castle Rock after show on, on Wednesday. Oh, cool. And if you could spell, I'll follow you back. So just saying. <laughs> find me on Instagram. Let me know that you watch the Batwoman show and then we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later.
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.